Hey everybody and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking about the upcoming solar eclipse with Moorhead Planetarium educators Amy Sale and Mickey Jo Sorrell. After months of buildup and excitement, the August 21st solar eclipse is less than a week away. And for a long time, we've been hearing about how everyone needs to go outside and witness this. But let's start today by talking about space and what's happening out there when there's a solar eclipse. Solar eclipse happens when the moon appears to cover the sun. So you have to have the right lineup. It can only happen when the moon is new. And sometimes at new moon, everything will line up just right and that moon will pass directly in front of the sun. And because the sun and the moon are roughly the same apparent size in the sky, there is the possibility for the moon to completely cover the sun. And when that happens, the moon's shadow falls on Earth. And if you're standing in the shadow of the moon, you experience a solar eclipse. What makes this solar eclipse so special? Well, this particular total solar eclipse is the first total solar eclipse for the U.S. that crosses the entire continent since 1918. It's the first total solar eclipse anywhere in the U.S. since 1991. That one was in Hawaii. It's the first total solar eclipse in the 48 states since 1979. And the first total solar eclipse with totality uh, visible from some part of North Carolina since 1970. Why are these solar eclipses so rare? If we're always orbiting the sun, why don't they happen more often? So solar eclipses can actually happen a couple of times a year um, somewhere on Earth. But for a given location, on average, and this is very much an average, a given location on Earth, they happen only once about every 375 years. And the moon's shadow is just not that big, that the umbra, the dark inner part of the moon's shadow that you have to be in to experience a total solar eclipse, it's not that big. So only, only a certain area of Earth would get to experience totality for a given eclipse. So what's it going to be like on August 21st? What's this solar eclipse going to look like from our vantage point here on Earth? Okay, so if you're in the path of totality, that 60 to 70 mile wide path that cuts across the country from Oregon through South Carolina, clipping off the southwestern part of North Carolina, it goes dark in the daytime. The moon's shadow, you might get to see it racing towards you at over a thousand miles an hour. Um, it gets dark enough that you can see uh, four planets potentially becoming visible and uh, the brighter stars. There'll be an eerie twilight glow around the horizon in every direction. The air will cool down. Animals will act like night has come. And people will probably have some pretty interesting reactions. Also, in totality, during totality, you can see the sun's outer atmosphere, the corona. And if you are on the center line in the part of the southeast where the eclipse is total, you could see up to about 2 minutes and 40 seconds of totality. How long is it going to take for this solar eclipse to move across the country? About 90 minutes. And we should also mention that everybody gets a partial eclipse in North America and actually a decent part of South America as well. The people who are in totality also get a partial eclipse before and after. And the partial eclipse lasts for a few hours. So in Chapel Hill, the partial eclipse on Monday, August 21st, will start at 1.15 p.m., We'll hit our maximum 93% eclipse at 2.43, and then the partial eclipse ends at 4.05. So this event in the southeast, it's an afternoon event. It does go on for a while. 
So where is going to be the best place to see the solar eclipse? Where should people be going? Number one, totality. Yes, go to that path of totality where you can experience nighttime in the daytime. Don't stop at 99%. Go all the way. To, if you want to experience a total solar eclipse, you have to experience a total solar eclipse. 99% is not 99% of the experience. For those who aren't going to be able to travel to the path of totality, and they're going to still be here in Chapel Hill, what can they expect to see? We're all waiting to see what that's like. I will be here in Chapel Hill at the time. The sun will be about 93% covered, which sounds like a lot, but we expect that if you're not watching, you won't notice it. So we intend to be watching. How can the weather impact all of this? If it's a cloudy day, is all the excitement going to be ruined? Well, if you're in totality and the moon is covering the sun, it should still get dark. It's just that you're not going to be looking at the sun's corona if all of that stuff is behind clouds. So all is not lost, I would say, um, if the weather is bad. That said, I'm going somewhere where statistically it's very likely to be clear and it is not in the southeast. Let's talk a little bit more about watching the solar eclipse because Growing up, my mom always told me, if you look in the sun, you're going to go blind. But with this, we're going to be looking directly at the sun. So what is the best way to actually view the solar eclipse? Yeah, there's a way to see it safely. To look at it directly, you must have proper eye safety coverage. Eclipse glasses will do the trick if they are certified. So make sure they're made by a company that makes them safely and will stand behind them. We do sell them at Moorhead Planetarium Gift Shop, and they're only $2. With those eclipse glasses, you can watch the sun from the beginning to the end of the eclipse, from the partial to the ending of the partial eclipse. You should not be looking at the sun with just your eyes at any time, not on the day of the eclipse or today either. Um, you should not look at the sun with a telescope or binoculars unless they have proper safety coverage. So make sure that um, that bright light does not enter directly into your eyes. There are also ways to indirectly view the sun safely with a pinhole projection where you would project the sun's image through a hole in a piece of paper onto the ground and then look at that image on the ground. There are some um, special projectors that will do that, sun spotters. You can make projectors to do that. Um, you can also watch the eclipse through the shadows on the ground caused by the leaves on the trees or caused by crossing your fingers or looking, um, letting the sunlight project through a colander. So each one of those little circles on the colander, you'll see that bite being taken out of the sun. With this solar eclipse being visible throughout the state of North Carolina, how is the Moorhead Planetarium getting the rest of the state excited and ready for this experience? Well, this has been a lot of fun. So we have a established organization within Moorhead, uh, the North Carolina Science Festival, and Amy and I have been coordinating for five years now the North Carolina Statewide Star Party, which is a weekend of nighttime viewing every April. That is funded through North Carolina Space Grant, and Space Grant came to us about a year and a half ago. and mentioned this eclipse, would you like to throw a similar party? So we've used the model of the statewide star party to um, ask people to apply to be a host for an event that day. 
We've done a lot of training in the educational communities, both formal and non-formal. And we've joined with the South Carolina Space Grant. I think there are about 50 sites across the two states that are hosting events that receive training from us and a large kit of activities to use during the day of the eclipse. As we've been getting closer and closer to the solar eclipse, have Moorhead Planetarium visitors asked more questions and been more interested in this topic? I've been talking about this total solar eclipse since I started working at Moorhead um, as a part-time worker in 1998. And for the first 18 years, I would say, mark your calendar, August 21st, 2017, people would just laugh. And it was about a year and a half ago they stopped laughing. And it was about eight months ago that they started whipping out cell phones and saying, what's that date again? What day of the week is that? <laughs> and then I'd say a lot of the questions we get are about when was the last one and when's the next one? And is the path the same for that? The answer is 2024. And no, the path is not the same for that. 2024 is the next total solar eclipse visible from the U.S. With this solar eclipse just a few days away, what do you want people to be thinking about? What's the important thing to know heading into the solar eclipse? I see it as a chance to understand in our minds and our hearts that we live in a solar system of massive moving objects. And especially if you go see the total solar eclipse, you will get that feeling. I've got a book right now checked out from the library that has stories and quotes of people who have experienced total solar eclipses. And there's a story of, of one woman who sold her house so she could pay for a trip to see a total solar eclipse from Antarctica. And she reportedly said she had no regrets at all. And another quote from somebody saying that one thing he had never, never heard anyone say after witnessing a total solar eclipse well, I don't see what the big deal was. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. And don't forget to check back to unc.edu next week for another episode of Well Said or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Android apps.